0: Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Expert Conversations in Newly Diagnosed Glioblastoma, discussing TT fields as a recommended adjuvant therapeutic option. To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Novocure Incorporated. In this program, we'll be discussing the rationale and evidence for recommended adjuvant therapy options for newly diagnosed glioblastoma. We'll start in our first session by taking a look at the guideline recommended adjuvant options for newly diagnosed glioblastoma following surgical resection, highlighting the role for novel local regional options such as tumor treating fields. Let's go over the prognostic factors that we use when we are treating patients with newly diagnosed fibroblastoma. For all cancers, the performance status is the most important prognosticator. And then age comes as a close second. The other thing that is specific for the treatment of newly diagnosed GBMs is the extent of resection, the neurological function of the patient, and the molecular markers. Specifically, in the case of the molecular markers, the IDH status, as well as the MGMT methylation promoter status, are highly significant prognosticators with IDH1 being the most important. This all plays into the guidelines for the treatment of newly diagnosed GDMs. Patients are divided based on their performance status. And poor performance status, patients, palliative care versus using temozolomide or hyperfractionated radiation of temozolomide can be considered. In those with a greater than 60 performance status, then you want to give patients the full treatment that one can be given. And those are divided between the MGMT methylated status versus the unmethylated status. All categories, radiation, temozolamide, and tumor-treating fields have been shown to have a survival advantage. Some will use lomustine instead of tumor-treating fields in the methylated patients. Other physicians will use hyperfractionated radiation instead of the full radiation course, which can definitely be done for patients greater than the age of seventy. I'd like to conclude this section by talking about novel therapies in the treatment of newly diagnosed GBMs and the historical survivals that go back to the 1960s, where you would have basically almost 90% of patients being dead within a year and about 95% within two years with very few long term survivals. Adding on adjuvant treatment of the in 2005 and now tumor treating fields in 2017. Now you're seeing about almost a 43% survival benefit at two years but using both those two treatments out to about 15% five-year survival. Again, this is not a home run, but much better than it was prior to 2005. So in conclusion, although conventional adjuvant therapies have improved the overall survival of patients with newly diagnosed GBMs versus what they was back in the 1960s, novel adjuvant local regional treatment with TT fields have yielded an even better survival result for these patients. In our second session, let's review the clinical efficacy data for available guideline-recommended adjuvant therapy options for patients with newly diagnosed glioblastoma. This slide showed the seminal paper published by Roger Stoop in the New England Journal of Medicine, where it showed more than doubling of the two-year survival with addition of temozolomide to radiation alone. This slide shows in patients with a poor prognosis that their overall survival can be improved by the addition of radiation and that radiation can be hyperfactionated, which will help them get through treatment sooner, but allow them also to have a survival advantage. The addition of tumor treating fields with tamazolamide alone in patients who have already received surgery and radiation shows the median overall survival has improved by almost five months, but the two-year survival has also improved to about 43% of patients at two years compared to about 30% with tamazolamide alone group. Furthermore, this survival advantage was seen in both the methylated patients as well as the unmethylated patients. When you look at the patients that were unmethylated that received tumor treating pills on temozolomide their survival was about 30% at 2 years but what's very interesting is that at 2 years the survival in the methylated patients was up to about 65% so the methylation status almost doubled the survival at 2 years almost feet at group I'd now like to share with you the data in patients older than the age of 65. Typically in the past, these patients have been felt to not do as well with standard treatments. I hope this slide shows that they also respond to the standard of care and should be considered for treatment. Patients treated with temozolamide alone, their survival was less than the patients with. PT fields added on to this and this was highly significant and this survival advantage extended out to four and five years. In the newly diagnosed GBM patients, the addition of lamustine in the methylated MGMT promoter groups did help. but. It was only at the point of two years when the curve split, and then the curve started to come together again. These were very small number amount of patients. My own personal preference is that I feel that there has not been a survival advantage that has been proven by Lamustine. So in conclusion, tumor treating fields is a novel adjuvant local regional therapy that has been shown to enhance the anti-tumor efficacy of conventional therapy and newly diagnosed field mm-hmm. cholesterol. Let me start off with the safety profile for radiation treatment for newly diagnosed GBM patients. I think most of us are familiar with the side effects. However, fatigue is definitely very prominent. It was reported to be 5% in the trials But in my experience, I think most of the patients are fatigued about halfway through radiation treatment. Other things that patients do complain about is hair loss and sometimes skin and scalp changes. They do seem to get a bit of a pan or sometimes scalp irritation from the radiation. I've had some patients with the fatigue have memory and speech difficulties. The safety profile of temozolomide and newly diagnosed glioblastoma is also well-known. Fatigue, again, is a strong component with about 6% of patients having this. Nausea, vomiting can be an issue. I've only seen rash very rarely with this treatment. I think, actually, if you look carefully, most of those patients may be on seizure medication. So I would probably attribute this to the seizure medication. Patients definitely do have leukopenia and the... Kind of hidden secret of temozolomide, it's the CD4 count that is the most affected by temozolomide. And I'd keep a close lookout for the CD4 count and do a T cell panel. The safety profile of tumor treating fields in newly diagnosed glioblastoma is very minor, and it really is just a very mild dermatitis that's sort of seen in about half of the patients. Only about two percent of the patients had a grade three toxicity. Other potential AEs can be some anxiety with the diagnosis, but this was really not so really different from patients that just got temozolomide only. Lomustine clearly has additive effects of toxicity to tomozolamide, which is not surprising because they're both chemotherapies that affect blood counts, So you'll see an increase in the rate of all grades from 16% to 36% for leukopenia, increase in neutropenia from 11% to 18%, an almost doubling of a thrombocytopenia, which is very concerning. They also have worsening problems with nausea as well. So this session reviewed the safety profiles of radiation chemotherapy and tumor treating fields. The toxicities of the chemotherapy and radiation therapy are well known and well established. In this session, we'll explore best practices for engaging patients with newly diagnosed glioblastoma in shared decision-making and the development of individualized adjuvant regimens. So this slide discusses the factors that influence the treatment planning for newly diagnosed glioblastoma. I think it is important to realize that in 40 years of trying, there have been very few treatments that have been shown to help these patient population. And triaging patients away from these treatments only do them a disservice in my opinion. For example, patients over 70 or under 70 will respond to radiation tamer treating fields and temozolomide. Unmethylated and methylated patients will also respond. And even patients with a poor performance status can respond. So my treatment strategy is to consider everything that has been proven for all of the patients. When patients are given tumor treating fields, one needs to understand that this is an electrical field. There is no half-life to electrical field treatment. If I turn off the light in a room, that light goes off. Similarly, if you do not use the tumor treating fields, there is no efficacy. So adherence to tumor treating fields usage is very important. And in the trial, it was shown that patients that do not use it at least 12 hours a day did not have a survival event. The other thing that was noted was that more you used it, more the increase of survival. When you look at the median overall survival, the more you used it, the better you did. So patients that used it 90% of the time or more, which is something like 22 hours a day, their survival advantage at five years was six times that of those who did not get tumor treating pills at all. This is a slide that shows about the quality of life when you're selecting patients for adjuvant tumor treating fields. And one thing that needs to be realized is that very few patients had a bad reaction in terms of quality of life to the use of tumor treating fields. When you compared it to patients that had temozolomide alone, there was no significant difference. That's another thing to realize. So, in conclusion, the purpose of the session was to share strategies with healthcare providers on how to personalize adjuvant treatments for patients who were with newly diagnosed glioblastoma. Healthcare providers should have learned how to decide if patients are candidates for the combination of tumor feeding fields based on their individual disease-specific and treatment-related characteristics. In our final session, we'll discuss strategies for monitoring and managing adverse events related to adjuvant treatment for hematological toxicity. For temozolomide and lomustine, we need to follow the CDC very closely and do standard dose modifications that have been well-established for both of these two chemotherapies. The pulmonary issues for temozolomide, I follow the CV4 count and I do not do prophylaxis for PJP pneumonia until the CV4 count is less than two high for lamustine, you do have to look out for pomely infiltrates or fibrosis, and you need to monitor the pulmonary function, which has also been well established. For tumor treating fields, I simply see how do patients respond to this. Now, if they start to develop a skin reaction, you want to take a look at the risk factors. Was it radiation that induced it? Are they doing a good job shaving their scalp? Are they changing the rays enough? Are they facilitating the removal of rays? If they're doing everything correctly, then you talk to them about repositioning the rays from the site. So the irritation, there are these nice topical lotions that you can use. They're very simple. If you start getting a grade three toxicity, you will need to obtain our bacterial culture. And sometimes you do a two to seven day interruption, usually two days enough to get rid of any grade three toxicity. And then we will restart the rays when the scalp. starts looking better. These are the treatment recommendations for specific skin toxicities with tumor treating fields. As you can see, there are five main toxicities. Hyperhidrosis can be very easily treated with a twelve percent chloride solution. For itchiness, that's just dandruff, so anti dandruff shampoos can help. For contact dermatitis, topical corticosteroid solutions are very effective. Erosions and ulcers, those are the 2% of patients that had a grade three toxicity, and those do need to be taken very seriously, culturing the area, giving tropical antibiotics are very important. And then there's a standard sort of dermatitis, and that also can be treated with some topical antibiotics and wound dressing. For a final summary, I would like to say that although survival is still low in GBMs, it's been improving thanks to normal treatments such as tumor treating fields. Radiation, temozolomide, and tumor treating fields have demonstrated the highest survival with greatest adherence, adding greater survival benefit. Clinical and patient factors are important to consider when making shared decisions with patients about treatment. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.